What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to a podcast about New York sports. I'm Sam. Join with Matt this time. Matt, what's going on? A lot of stuff to talk about today. How are you doing today? I'm good. I think you need to work on your on your opens a little bit. You think? You hear that beautiful open I gave for you the other day? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, want, I want something like that from you. I want to, you know, instead of just... I'll try and get my on, energy up. Doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine. Maybe one day we'll get a song. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, I think we I think we need our own song, not yeah, like our song. Uh, our former co-hosts, you know, made song, but maybe one better produced. Yeah, yeah, much better. Yeah, and if you know, and you're a fo- you're a, if you know this, you're either one of our friends or you've listened to the podcast a little too closely. So we used said audio in a previous podcast as a transition into football. So go back and listen if you want to go listen for that, but. Let's start with basketball. No, no football yet. We'll go right to basketball because we have two teams that in New York, half people are very excited about, the other half not so excited about. So where do you want to start? Uh, glass half full or glass half empty? Oh, glass half full. I mean, I, I'm, I'm very pleased with what the Knicks are doing. Uh, Jalen Brunson just looks like a monster. I mean, is he a little bit of a, a liability defensively? Sure. but uh, Who isn't really- in the NBA? Yeah, yeah. That's really the the piece that the Knicks were missing. Not not that I think they're going to do anything, but they really needed a point guard, and they got one, and, he, and he's been phenomenal. Um, R.J. Barrett, these shots are going to have to start to fall at some point. Yeah, he, he's looked, of the, of the Knicks, kind of everything that's came back, or of all the storylines you could take from this year so far, I thought R.J. has been kind of undersung. He's, he just hasn't been that good yet, but... Look, again, I don't think – do you have any – like, are you losing any hope in RJ by this? No, no. not at all. I just no, think no, no. they're learning to play with each other. It's the beginning yep. of the season. Even Randall had, a, you know, in quotes, a great game the other night. I think he scored 17 points. I just think this is going to be one of those teams where, you know, you see even when the Utah Jazz had Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, you'd see guy, random guys go for 20, 22 a night. Like, we're going to see a quickly go for 20, then the next game maybe OB, and then RJ might drop 30. Like, we're going to see different guys step up, I think. I think it's going to be that kind of team. Um, and so far, they've looked good. They're, they have a huge, huge matchup tonight against the Bucks, which is really their, I guess, their first huge test of the season because this is now three in a row they're going to be coming off, and tonight they're going to go to Milwaukee to play the Bucks. I don't think anyone's expecting them to win this game. No. But kind of like we said about the Grizzlies game where they brought them to overtime, lost. But I want to see them hang with teams like this. I want to see that they can, they're on the horizon of competing with these teams. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see this be a five, six-point game in the fourth quarter. That's, yeah, that's well, all I, I'd be asking for. What do you think the line is? I know it's really early NBA, but... Um, man, I haven't... I'm going to say... I'm going to say nine and a half points. It's six, which is pretty... That's some good respect on the Knicks, I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't looked at any injury reports, so... I don't know. Maybe someone's out for the Bucks, but um, again, I still think like if that's a six-point game, if the Knicks lose by six points, they hung with the Bucks. So yeah. I, I think that's a good yeah. thing. Um, and to Jalen Brunson, I saw an article earlier this week. Um, I I wish I remembered who wrote it, but it was about how Emmanuel quickly has this like unbelievable floater that a lot of these guards are coming into the league with now and not just kind of learning from the veterans. You know, there used to be guys like these, you know, small, maybe less athletic point guards that would have to utilize the floater in order to get any bucket at all. 
But now it's like guys that are even as athletic as Emmanuel Quickly, Jalen Brunson. Apparently, Quickly is like kind of teaching all the Knicks his floater. We've seen I've seen Randall do it. I've seen Jalen Brunson become an at. This is really really in depth, but I've seen Jalen Brunson use, utilize it, add it to his repertoire more than previous. R.J. Barrett does it with the left hand, like. I think it could be something that could work because for quickly it almost looked effortless to him. So if we can get all these guys having, you know, you have the the hook shot, you have the floater, you know, there's all these iconic shots. Maybe the next shot might be the floater. That might be the next step of the of the NBA. I don't know. You might you might be wasting your talent here. You might you might have to get on the the pre and post uh, over at MSG yeah. Studios. Well, I'm not I'm not watching. I'm not going to sit here and and say that I'm you know dissecting the Nick games. I seriously just saw an article and. Everything made sense and whatnot. It was like, you know, because I know quickly, you've probably even seen quickly with this little floater he does in the lane. And it just looks like a shot that's like, you know, he's 6'1". It looks impossible to guard. What if Julius Randle, who's 6'9", is shooting these teardrop yeah. floaters? So yeah. um, enough about the Knicks. I think we're both yeah, high all, on them. All, yeah, all, all positivity. Yeah. And, and one thing I'll say is a lot of people were doubting uh, Tom Thibodeau coming into this season. Um, myself included, I had, I was a bit weary. I never called for his job or anything, but I just didn't know if, you know, defensive minded coach in a clearly offensive league. Now, I just think it was maybe a little bit behind, but I don't know. I think, I think I'm the tides are changing on him. Very similar to the jets. I think the Knicks and the jets are, are on very similar paths. It almost looks like. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, and we'll talk about the jets later, but let's get into, I guess the other, the darker side of town, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, who are one and four, and they host the Pacers tomorrow. They Luca just dropped forty million points and a triple double on them last night or two nights ago, I believe. And they lost in overtime to the Mavericks, lost to the Bucks. They have had a tough schedule. I'll give them that. The last three games: Mavericks, Bucks, Grizzlies. Even then, before Raptors, Pelicans, they're they're playing good teams, but they're a good team. Yeah, but I mean, I, I I do feel like each game looks a little bit better for the Nets. Like I, I don't know, it, it is early NBA. So yeah, that's we'll that's the caveat in all of this. It is very very early NBA. Which if you watch a lot of these games, a lot of it's like pickup basketball at this point. They're not running you know any competitive sets. I know the the Warriors and the Suns played like those big marquee games are. They're going to be the ones that are going to you're you're going to see the players actually you know really trying and really trying to win a game. Um, but, you know, Pacers, Nets, they actually play them back-to-back. They play oh, – wow. the Nets are hosting the Pacers on Saturday, and then they play them again on Monday. How weird is that? That is. Uh, um, I don't want to – I don't want to slaughter Ben Simmons, but he, he's – he seems to be some sort of an issue where KD and Kyrie have to get asked about him night after night. And I actually liked what Kyrie said about that. I, I'm I so happy it. you said that because I was going to say the same thing. His post-game press conferences have been perfect from him. Yeah. And I've been well, a big Kyrie it's a contract hater. Year. It's a contract year. There you go. But, it's um, just yeah, true. You see the one play where Kyrie kicks it out to Ben Simmons and, and he yells at him to shoot the ball. And, yeah, I and did. He doesn't. And I, I don't know. I, they I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't doesn't fit the way that I thought he was going to be because they're asking him to shoot, and we all said you're not going to have to ask him to score points. He's just there to play defense. Yeah. Well, and then he, he uh, airballed a layup the other night too, which was which was I great. Am, I almost saw his acquisition as like another another side of that where they they brought him in maybe because he wasn't the best fit, but because he was an asset that just his skill set should translate to winning culture. I mean, he's a long def- athletic defender that is an elite passer and can handle the ball. 
I mean, he, he's not an offensive player, but, you know, we've seen guys that were, you know, six inches shorter than him be only defensive players, not even not as good of a passer as him and be great in the NBA. Right. Yeah. So it, I think I think he's just a guy that you're he's going to be a guy who's like a five, five and five guy his whole career. I think I don't think he's going to go. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get anything more than that. And. Uh, unless he goes, tries to go back, to, especially not in the Nets. Let me put it that way. Not maybe not the rest of his career, but because he can go to he can go to the Orlando Magic next year and go put up twenty a game on a hundred shots. But um, I don't know. He's averaging five point six points per game in five games this year. At least he's played every game. So yeah, I guess that's, that's a the plus. Big, right? As long as he's there, maybe they'll take time to gel. That's probably how the Nets see it. They're probably just going to say. Let's just all play. We're not going to really care about record. We know we'll be good, but as long as we can get these guys to gel together, then then that'll be the win in that deal. So yeah, I'm not completely sour on the Nets yet. Um, like you would have to think that they're they would turn it around pretty soon, right? I mean, they better because one in five. You project it's loosey goosey, but even if you project that out and they they do the same thing this week, now you're two and ten. That's that's like a large portion of your season that could matter. Like, you know, like, well, well they're one, they're one in four, right? One in four. Sorry. Sorry. So they would be two and eight. Good math. Yeah. 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 Clearly not a math major, but, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like so concerned about the nets, but I guess from what a lot of people see them as like a true title contender, I don't see that yet. I'm not, I'm no, not there neither. with them yet, but I just wonder what, what is it that has to be tightened up? Because, they're getting the scoring from Kyrie and KD, and the, they I mean, don't play defense. They're not playing all. defense at all, and and that's why I, I feel like Ben Simmons is here. Yeah, well, he's good, but Ben Simmons, where they're going to get killed is teams that are very big because they don't really have a big lineup. Like I'm very curious to see the Nets play Jokic because I don't know who would guard him. They're not going to yeah. put Ben Simmons on him. He's too small. Nick Claxton, like they don't have a guy to bang with Ben Simmons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I know that's not the NBA, but like you need at least one guy that can go down low and bang. Yeah, uh, but before we we move on to football and the pretty, I mean, uh, massive game for the Jets, massive. Um, how how much longer? Do, how many more games can you lose before they force Steve Nash out? I mean, I see Steve Nash as a. I don't think he does anything. I I, I know a lot of people might disagree with me, but. Yeah, I feel I think like we've, we've made the connection between him and Aaron Boone before. Yeah, well, that I I was just going to make it again, but he I feel like even Aaron Boone I feel like you can definitely directly point to a lot of his usage in the like the bullpen, utilizing the bullpen and their arms or whatnot. But in in the NBA, like yeah, he's what is he managing minutes? Probably not. Like no, he's probably gets a sheet every before every game, and there it's told. You're going to take KD out here. Maybe not like the end of the game, but like, especially in like the beginning, I feel like it's definitely, I don't know how much in-game adjusting he does. I feel like KD and Kyrie would come back to the huddle and be like, yo, put Royce O'Neal in. Yo, put Ben Simmons in. Da, da, da. Put this guy in. And I feel like that's how things work there. Yeah, and Kyrie, Kyrie Irving admitted that uh, months ago, and then he walked it back, but he said, the player's coach. Yeah. Oh, well, that's what they want, and it's... I feel like players among across all sports want got like coaches that just kind of sit down and shut up. Yeah, uh, and there's no other way to put it. But yep. uh, I that I've said all I need to say about the NBA so far. You want to move over to the NFL? Yeah, I, I would love to start with the Jets, and we will. The Jets, the five and two New York Jets, hosting 
the New England Patriots with once once franchise quarterback that led them to the playoffs, then bench, now back to starting quarterback Mac Jones. I don't know how the Jets – I can't see the Jets losing this game. I just can't. I don't care who's injured. Vera Tucker, Brees Hall. I'll be – like, call me the mush if the Jets end up losing this game, but I just am not seeing it from the Patriots. I don't care. They're not the Patriots of old. It just don't get spooked by it. That's it. No, but, but Bill Belichick does have a, a propensity for just embarrassing the Jets. And let me, let me pose this question to you. Yeah, but when, you can't embarrass the, the Jets if you don't have any good players. They literally have no one on their team. Time, When's the last time the Jets beat the Patriots? What what would you think it was? What year? Last time they, at like just last time they beat the Patriots, point blank. Won a game, just like not at game. home, not away. Nope. Um, I would say like twenty seventeen. Fifteen. Okay. That overtime game there, so they don't beat the Patriots, and um. You know, Bill Belichick's going to show them a ton of different looks, especially up front. And I could see Zach Wilson having a really tough game here. I I wouldn't say that I can't see the Jets losing this game. I almost, it feels like a game that they would lose. But what you said was they don't beat the Patriots. You know what else the Jets don't do? They don't start season five and two. When was the last time they started five and two? When was the last time they had uh, the defensive rookie of the year, the, the leader, most likely for defensive and He's hurt now, out for the season, but most likely offensive rookie of the year as well. Yeah. So I like that they don't the have Jets, that either, but they do now. I like that the Jets understand the importance of this game. Like, I don't know if you saw, they, they want, they're going to set off fireworks an hour before kickoff. They want everyone in their seats by uh, 1245. I'm good on all that, I think. Everyone amped up. No, I think that's cool. I think that's cool for them to, to understand the importance of the game. I'm good. Why? Uh, it's very, uh, you know, people say uh, it's giving, it's giving, uh, it's giving minor league baseball to uh, me. I don't, I, I don't agree. I, I think it's cool. I think, like, and you when, know, Matt, hold on. Ever get to get amped up for a game? Okay, but like you, I know you know MetLife. Everything there is miserable. What makes you think that they're gonna put on this unbelievable fire? There's gonna be, there might be three green fireworks. That might be. I'm it. not saying it's gonna be a fireworks show, but just for them to be like, listen. For this game, everyone in your seats and get loud. I think that's cool. I'm good. Win the game. I'm good. I don't care what happens before it. Yeah, I mean, the James Robinson acquisition is is really nice. Um, It it shows you that they think they can make the playoffs. Well, I mean, at this point, you have to. You you if you're five and two, and I don't care if they can end the season, whatever the record would be at the end of the season. But if you went back and spoke to Salah and he said, "Oh yeah, five and two. I didn't think we were going to make the playoffs." I don't want that guy as my coach. I like as soon as I'm I'm five and two in the year. I want everyone in the building to think we're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, but we still know it's going to be tough because they can't win their division, and it's gonna they're going to have to claw their way to a wild card spot. So regardless, it's going to it's going to be a tough task to make well, the playoffs. If you win games against bad teams that are three and four when you're home and don't even have a quarterback, those are the games you need to win. Yeah. I.e. The Patriots. You need to win this game in order to like. Not, I'm not going to say that. Obviously, they won't be out of it if they lose this game. But yeah, six. There's a big difference between five and two and six and two because there's Especially a bigger with Buffalo on the horizon there. With Buffalo on the horizon and with there's a big difference between being being five and three and six and two. I, like I just can't. 
I don't know how else to say it. Like, I just feel like that sixth win when still having two losses, that means you need to lose four in a row to get to 500. Uh, that's yeah. a, you're not, that's not going to happen. That doesn't happen in the NFL. So I, I made a point, a quick point after the green Bay game and you kind of shrugged it off. And I want to know where you're at with that. Now I said, I'm going to need to see a little bit more from Zach Wilson. And I'm not, I'm not a genius football coach, but I can tell you the Patriots' plan is going to be they're going to stack the box a bunch, and they're going to make Zach Wilson beat them with his arm. I, it has to happen at some point, and it's probably this week. Um, the, you're asking my concern level about that? Well, the last time I said it, you kind of went, eh. I want to know how you feel about that going into this week. You, you, have, to, you have to need more from Zach Wilson. Here. My, my thought has always been with this whole, like, oh, you know, the whole rhetoric that, you know, it's not even a rhetoric, it's pretty much a, a statistic at this point, how good Bill Belichick is against rookie quarterbacks or how good he is against the Jets, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that's just a product of, at this point, teams are almost, like, fearful and know that in the back of their head, so they're going to try and get, like, cute and, like, fancy. So what I would say is, to answer that, I would say, if I was the coach, I would just tell him, look, stick to your game plan. Like, let's stick to the game plan. If we need to make adjustments in the game, we'll do that. Like, I think what happens a lot is, or in previous Jet years, they said, oh, no, the big bad Patriots are coming to the town. They always embarrass us. What are we going to do different to not get embarrassed? Don't do anything different. Do what you've been doing that's got you to 5-2, and two, and because you're a better football team than the Patriots, and you will beat them. It's not that hard. So I, I, to your question, and I guess to my how I feel about the game, like I think that the tables have turned so far this year. Like, let's embarrass. I think we should embarrass the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, sure, but I, I would think that you'd have to do something to combat the fact that the Patriots are going to come out playing that sort of defense. Uh, you might, but still, I think it's not like they don't have answers for that already in the game script. Like, it, they, you know, when they they draw out the first series of plays. Yeah. There's always, obviously, if you think about it, let's say they're going to just do a draw right. If there's they see a blitz right and a stacked box right, he's just going to audible out of it. Like, you don't need to change that. Like, just change it as if it was a regular team, not the Patriots is what I'm saying. Just yeah. act if it's a regular team. I just don't know that 100 yards through the air is going to win this game, especially with no and it won't. ball. And that, that's the reason they won, they won last week. Is It won't. Yeah. The, the key, I think, there's two things for the Jets that I think are going to be key. Uh, because I don't think James Robinson is going to play like 100% of the snaps. You wouldn't no. think. Yeah, I mean, he'll pro- he'll most definitely get in. I think he was like hurt, I think. But I think they, they cleared his physical. So I think that means he's healthy. At least that's how I understood it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the key is going to be the run defense and offense for the Jets. And I'll tell you why. Because Ramondre Stevenson has been going nuts lately past couple of weeks, it looks like the Patriots have found a workhorse running back that can give you a hundred yards at a, any given Sunday. Right. And I think the if the jets can make again, like I said, almost like flip the script. If the jets can make the Patriots get away from that run heavy offense and put the ball in Mac Jones's hands or Bailey yeah. Zappi's hands, that's how they'll win. And I think you stop that by stopping their run game. Just, I feel like their game plan for both the defensive game plan for both teams could be very, very different. I mean, very, very similar. Similar, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I agree. And then for the Jets, running wise or offense wise, they without without Brees Hall, you need to show the Patriots that you're still committing to the running game. Like, I think if Zach Wilson, if the Jets win this game, I think Zach Wilson will have 
done not nothing, but I think they'll win this. They could win this game where they dominate the ground. Yeah, well, I'm not that, saying that they that's, will, but that's what I think they've been doing. Yeah, it, that's that's kind of that. If you haven't caught on, that's kind of my theme. Just keep doing what you're doing. Like next man up, you know, Ty Johnson, Michael Carter. Give him, give Michael Carter, and I think Elijah Moore's now healthy this week, or not healthy, but active this week. Like he's a playmaker. Garrett Wilson going to get involved. The Jets have playmakers everywhere, and they've been using them perfectly. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah, I so love just what keep they do doing with Berrios. I so love just keep when they doing put it. the ball in Berrios' hands on a reverse or something. It just seems yeah. like it always works. Until until you do it one time and you, you get dropped for you know a loss of eight yards, but yeah, it happens. But, um, yeah, so I think we both feel good about the Jets. You would agree the Jets – you have the Jets to win this game? <sighs> oh, come on with that. Okay, let, let me ask you uh, You're Why? such a – no, 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 hold if, on. If you, if you think the Jets should, should – just absolutely win this game. Why are they dogs at home? I I don't know. They're they're Do you don't not think there's the, something to that. They're not the sniff of the week because I have a much much fatter one. But I do love the Jets in the money line this week. I just think it's the play and a half. I don't get it. That was, that was a good uh, tease, but I don't know. Listen, you you remember that game against Darnold, the the famous seeing ghosts game? I could just but it's see not. This being... Dar- I don't care about Darnold. It's not Sam Darnold. It's not. It's not Todd Bowles. It's not any of those previous Jets. This is the five and two Jets. Zach, Zach Wilson makes the same sort of Sam Darnold ish mistakes. N- n- okay, no, he does not. Yes, he absolutely No, does. Sam Darnold wasn't making mistakes because he was too athletic and was trying to make too flashy of a play. Sam Darnold literally wasn't, was seeing ghosts. He didn't know who he was throwing to. There's yeah. a, I think there's a huge difference. I think Zach, I mean, you can disagree with this, but my take on it is I see a lot of Zach Wilson throws as overthrows or just him trying to squeeze a ball and make a play that he should just throw away. That's my read. With Darnold... I just saw the wrong reads consistently. Well, here's what I'm driving at. Zach Wilson's biggest mistakes come when he's evading pressure and then he throws across his body or that play in Denver where he just, like, coughs up the ball for no reason. Okay. That's, so if the, if the Patriots are going to bring pressure, and we know that they will, I could see it being a, a you know— I could see it being a tough week for Zach Wilson. But wouldn't you say they've, that teams have thought about that already? And what have the Jets done? They've done nothing but adjust. Like you said, Braxton Barrios, end around, quick screens to Garrett Wilson. They, all they've done is adjust. And all, to be honest, you you can't – you got to stop. The Jets have said pretty much the last you know four weeks or so, look like, yeah, you can, you can worry about our passing. Stop our run first. And the teams haven't been able to. But the, the Jets can't protect, and they just lost their best offensive lineman. You're right, and, and it's definitely going to be an uphill battle. If So, all right, so let me ask you this. If Vera Tucker's healthy this week, do you like the Jets? No, listen, More? I'm going to ta- take the Jets, but I just feel like you're, you're making it sound like a slam dunk. When a couple days ago, you had texted the group chat and said, I think Jets lose their next two games. And now today, for me being a little bit hesitant, I'm getting crucified for it. Uh, well, I thought two days ago I had no idea who the the starting quarterback was. I now that it's Mac, the fact that it's Mac Jones now officially, I am the utmost more confident because I think Mac Jones is awful, and I think I think he's going to get embarrassed by the Jet defense. To be right, honest, and then they'll take him out again. Yeah. Okay, and the Jets will be up by three scores already. Well, you see, like you really think they're going to light it up, huh? I I mean I do. I just think like I think the Jets. What has the, what was the first news we heard about the Jets this year? I'm taking receipts. T- 
taking receipts. That was the first thing we heard. And what have they done since? All they've done is take receipts. You don't think they have the utmost receipts on the Patriots? I think if the Jets win this game, it's going to be something like 17-14. I don't know. I, I would say maybe like a 31-14. That's, that's high praise. I, I, think, I think the Jets should win, right? Because if, if they're going to be a good team, which we think they are, this is a game you kind of have to win. But, like, I this hate that you're saying that. I hate that you're saying that because I already consider them a good team. Like, what do you mean, going to be a good team? Like, I think they are a good team. Well, then they, ha- they better win this week, then. That's, that's kind of my... They better. I, I agree. And they, but I think they, they should. When you say they better win, that means you, they should win. I agree, yeah. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, no, listen, we're on the same page. It's just I feel like you're giving them too much credit when they've really, like squeaked by in most of these games. All right. I mean, I'll I'll eat crow on mo- or on Monday or whenever we recap this this week, but I hope I'm not and I don't think I will be. So, well, I like the Jets, I told you that, but I'm just saying I 31 points, I don't see it. All right. Well, then maybe we'll disagree on this game because I, I have a little bit of an interesting one on this. Giants go to Seattle 425. Giants are 6 and 1, Seahawks 4 and 3. But the Seahawks have been playing great. Um, Their offense is clicking on all cylinders. People are the highest on Geno Smith like I've I've never seen before. And and rightfully so. He's played very well. Yes, he has. But, like, the Giants are 6-1. It's kind of a a very similar situation as far as Vegas is concerned with, uh, with this game. I just don't think the Giants are getting enough respect. Yeah, it's the Geno Smith thing kind of. Like I'm so far removed from Geno Smith that I don't care, but it, it sort of feels like if you put your kid up for adoption and then they became a billionaire, that's what it feels like. Every okay. week. But if this game was in New York, or New York adjacent, I should say, um, I would take the Giants. I think I'm leaning Seattle. I just feel like they do more. I'm very I'm very on the fence, right? Like I think my my whole stance that I think that the Giants will get enough credit. I think they should be favored in this game, but I'm probably st- yeah. But I'm still I'm still on the fence. Like my my whole thing is that like the Giants right now, what are they plus one thirty five? I think I saw them at. Um, sorry, I'm I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, plus one thirty five, plus three. It's just minus plus three is just pretty much even there. But I would think the Giants at six and one should be minus three to the Seahawks on the road. That's what, that's how I would see it. I probably agree with that, but I, I do, but I do really believe in that, that particular home field advantage. Well, see, well, you're, you're correct there. Seattle definitely does have one of the more um, apparent and distinct home team, uh, home field advantages in the entire league for sure. I mean, look, they look at Russell Wilson doing, they rooted him on for like 10 years. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Subtle shot at Russ. there, probably jogging on the plane. Um, but I think the Giants win this game. Look, Bark. I don't believe the Seattle defense can stop Barkley. As great as their offense has been, their defense is uh, suspect at best. So they, this might be a high-scoring game, and, and I think this is more of a – the Giants will need Daniel Jones in this game, I think, more than the Jets will need Zach Wilson in the Patriot game. Um, that's, I, my, I, that's my interesting I, I, spin. I, I guess I could get on board with that. I guess so. Because, yeah, I mean, just Barkley 
probably won't be enough with how with, with yeah. just how Seattle's scoring right now. Like Barkley could go for a hundred and a touchdown with like five catches, and I think they'll still need like another hundred yard receiver, maybe. Yeah, and man, they, they and who's they that? They don't have one hundred yard receivers. Speaking of, um, just want to give a quick note: the uh, the trade of Kadarius Tony. What did they get? It was a six and a three. Something like it. it was good. Uh, it was actually a yeah, not a bad return, but you know, it's pretty good value. They, he wasn't going to play with them anyway, so yeah. Even if he's great in Kansas City, you can't feel badly about it because it was never going to turn into anything here. Yeah, and all that the like all the tweet stuff he had where he like you saw that like I don't even know if it was real or fake to be honest, but the he said, "Oh yeah, you guys thought I was thought I wasn't healthy this whole time." Blah blah blah. Yeah, that like, was real. That pretty was much real. okay. So pretty much insinuating that the Giants were just holding him out to trade him. I guess that was yep. my read on it. So. Look, you can believe that. Believe whatever you want. Chiefs are on a bye week, so we won't see Kadarius Tony in a Chiefs uniform this week. Probably why they traded for him. So pretty, expect him to be fresh and ready off the bye in Kansas City. Something to yeah. watch for Giant fans. But um, anything else in this game you of note? Kenneth Walker is a starting running back now with Penny out. He's looked very impressive, uh, among other things in their offense. Is DK Metcalf playing? I don't think so. I, think, I, I think, don't know. I think him and Lockett might be questionable. Well, if both of those guys don't play, that's a huge advantage. Uh, and honestly, DK Metcalf was carted off the field last week. I-, I texted in our fantasy chat, like, thank you, DK. But, like, he's questionable now going into this. Look, if I'm Seattle, I- do you look yourself in the mirror sometimes and just say, like, we're not, like, we're not a playoff team? Uh, I guess so, but I don't know. Like, what, what are you insinuating, that they, they trade pieces? No, I Well, yes, that's, I guess, my long-form answer, but... I'm saying for this game specifically, like, don't push DK. Like, guys, the guy just got carted off last week. Dude, let him sit out one week. I, I guess, but you and I both think that they could win this game, right, against a 6-1 and team. That could be a big win in terms of playoff implications moving forward. But that's what I mean. Like, I think if you're the Seahawks, you're going to look at the, the Rams and the, and the 49ers who just got Christian McCaffrey in your division and say, yeah, we're going to get into, you know, January or, you know, December and they're going to have their A plus squad and we're not going to be able to beat them when it means something. So, but the, the Jets are in a division with the Bills and they have a very similar record to Seattle. And well, that's you're fair. Just all in on the playoffs for the Jets, but Seattle has to look themselves in the mirror. Okay, but we're not a playoff team. But the the Jets only have the Bills in their division. The 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 Seahawks have the Forty ers and the Rams. Who, if I had to go on a whim, I'd say both of them are probably playoff teams. Yeah. Probably. So, I, you know, I, that's just where I'm at, where I think they are they went into this season, they're obviously playing over their heads because a lot of people just wrote them off as, their over-under is probably four wins. Yeah. Like some, something low like that. So, um, they're, look, they're in first right now. If they win five and three, that'll they'll be in first again. They have no risk of losing first if they win, obviously. But, um, you know, if they, lo- if they lose and then the Rams, 49ers, and Cardinals win, the whole division is going to be four and three. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. So. All right. So so make make a pick here. I'll just go Giants. I just uh, my my initial stance was that they weren't getting enough respect, and I don't think they are. And I don't. I just can't see the Seahawks defense really stepping up here. So I like I like the Giants. If you're the Giants, what do you what do you do at the end of this season? As of right now, I'm just asking where you're at in terms of Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones because you're going to have the uh, the tag. And you would think you would give that to Barkley, which I think comes out to, I think right now, estimated 12.7, which is a steal for Barkley. I, I would, I, it, But 
what do you do with Daniel Jones after the season? And I, I understand that you're going to want to see this level of play yeah. for another six, seven, eight weeks. But as of right now, what, what, where would you say that you're at? Well, if you're, you're 100% right on this, I need, need to keep seeing it because, you know, the Giants could, could go on and lose the next five games. They're sitting at 6-6, six and six and Daniel Jones is playing awful. Just could anything could happen. But right now, I think, look, if you're the Giants – you're you're put you put yourself in a situation almost like the Yankees and Judge. Obviously, not in not Daniel Jones is not close to even the athlete that Aaron Judge is. But um, you you have a guy who he's not betting on himself out of choice like Judge was, but he's in a point in his career where he pretty much needs to play to earn his keep. And if he needs to play to earn his keep, and your team obviously just naturally you're in a sport is always competing. And always competing at the highest level and not tanking or anything like that. It's you're in a situation where you guys are both going for the same goal but at different paths. So I think that the Giants right now have to look at Daniel Jones and say, you know, play for your job next year. That's what I would say. Yeah, but then, then you're gonna, but then you're gonna have to offer him a contract. Play, I would say, play for your job next year or play for a job next year would be how the Giants are approaching this season oh, with but Daniel what, Jones. What are you willing to pay Daniel Jones? I don't know, but he needs to. I think I can't imagine he's asking for you know anything close to the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Not even close to that. There's no well, way. Yeah, I would agree. Like, but, like nothing. But, but do you think even, he would say, "Look what Kirk Cousins did"? I'm kind of in the same boat as what Kirk Cousins was in Washington. Kirk Cousins didn't do anything in Washington, really. Yeah, but, and, but I think they would spin that back and say, "Well, what did Kirk Cousins do after that?" Uh, I guess so. But I would think, I mean, he's still a franchise quarterback. Is he, though? I mean, I'm not high on Kirk Cousins. but I like, know you're not. You hate Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I, I do hate Kirk Cousins. But even so, like, I think I think Kirk Cousins is like a ceiling for Daniel Jones. I don't think he's much can get much better than, like, a Kirk Cousins-type quarterback, in my uh, opinion. I would agree with that. Like, I just, he, he does make some, I've been pretty high on Daniel Jones. I've been kind of on the fence with him, actually, like, since he came into the league. But this year, he's I like I've liked what I've seen from him, especially in the toughest, the biggest times. I'll go back to I think two weeks ago that game Barkley got hurt, and they and then he just dogged it out the whole second half and ended up winning the game. Like pretty much, I think Barkley ended up coming in back in like the fourth quarter. But for that one third quarter, it was the team was on Daniel Jones' back. So I like what I've seen, and I think the Giants put themselves in a good spot where it's not like it's going to be awkward. Like it's not like. It's not like the the Giants are trying to tank, but then they have this quarterback who's trying to be good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they they're both they're in a mutual interest. So yeah. I, I if I'm the Giants, I just think you proceed with uh, optimism around Daniel Jones. Say you know yeah. just go earn go earn this job. Yeah, the Giants have a lot of winnable games coming up on the schedule. When you look at a Houston or even a Detroit and. And uh, obviously the Seahawks on Sunday. Anything else you wanted to add, and maybe tell your dog to knock it off? I'm I'm trying. Hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna say text my mom. Shut Russell up. Russell named after yeah. Russell Wilson. If we're even gonna put this in the pod, uh, you should figure out how to change that. What? His the name? name? Yeah. I I'll I'll ask some people. All right, can well, I have like two just, seconds where I go kill my dog potentially? <laughs> it would just be a matter of him learning his name. It's not a document. <laughs> Tough. Easier said than done. Hold on one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Russell, shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's a London game this week. Who is it? <laughs> the Broncos. Oh, God. Why are against, they always on prime time? Against the Jaguars. This is a barn burner. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm um, not getting up for that. I'm not getting yeah, up for that. I'm good. I'll sleep right till noon. Oh, well, we'll be together, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I still might not put the game on. No. No, I wouldn't <laughs> either. Um, Jacksonville giving two and a half. Uh, is Russell Wilson playing? No, right? I think is, so. He is. Yeah, at, at least, um, at least there's hope. I believe. I mean, wrong on that. I, I think he. I I'm really unsure. I'm gonna I'm gonna check up on that now. But, uh, yeah, it looks like he's playing. It looks like he's gonna play. So, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> why else do high knees for four out four hours? <laughs> he's got it, dude. Could you imagine just being like just being one of those Broncos just trying to sleep? And Russell Wilson's just back and forth, just high knees. Like, do you think they talk about him behind his back? Maybe, but like also too, like I feel like is he the highest paid player on the Broncos? Yeah. I mean, so I feel like sometimes when that in that situation, like the highest paid player, just like people just let him be. Like, you yeah. know, it's just a bad look <laughs> to talk about that guy. Yeah. Um. So I mean, real quick, just give me a pick on that game. I don't want to talk about it much. I just like I just like the I mean it's not even a home game, jeez. Uh, I mean the Broncos. There's no home. There's no home advantage. I'll take the yeah. Broncos. Why not? I'll take, I'll take the Broncos too. Why not? Yeah, I'll, Broncos plus two and a half. One o'clock speaking slate. Of the, speaking of the Broncos, I would love to see the Giants be players for Jerry Judy. Uh, I actually heard someone say they would be more so in the off season for him because they would yeah. see him as a long term thing. Yeah, but I agree. Deal? I, that would be a good. Uh, that would be. I think that would be a good ad for the Giants for sure. Yeah, I'll ride uh, with them too. In, in season two, definitely. But I think what I'm trying to say is, I've heard it was more realistic that they would do it in the off season. Um, first game of the one o'clock slate: Panthers two and five go to Atlanta and play the Falcons, who are scrappy and three and four. Atlanta giving four points to the Panthers. Yeah, I'm almost surprised that the Panthers have two wins. I like the way Mariota's been playing. I think they get Cordero Patterson back soon. I, I like think next Atlanta. Week. I think Atlanta wins. I agree. I think I like the. I like them a lot. Giving four, I think they could win that easily by a touchdown. I'm just. Nuts. I agree. No McCaffrey. They don't even have Chuba Hubbard now. The Panthers. They're an absolute mess. No, oh, yeah, they're um, a dumpster fire. I I really really like the Falcons here. Next game, Bears go to Dallas. Dallas five and two. Chicago three and four. Dallas is minus ten. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. Although, as much as we like to dump on Justin Fields here, he uh, he kind of made some key throws last week. Yeah, he didn't look bad. Didn't did not look bad. But the Cowboys defense is the best in the league. Yeah, and and I know ten points is a lot, but I, I no, mean, I'm laying yeah, it. I, I'm, I'm laying it. Too. I'm gonna as well. Yeah, I I lay that ten points there. Um, next game, the four and three Dolphins go to the one and five Lions. Dolphins are minus three and a half. There was so much 
like excitement around Detroit and like very early stages of the season. And it's just gone. Um, they get DeAndre Swift back this week, fully healthy. Yeah, but, I mean, they have a couple of good running backs. Um, yeah, I mean, give me Miami. I, I'm surprised that that's only three and a half points. I think this, again, one of a potential sniff, but not the sniff. I like the Lions here, especially with the points. I just think that I think Detroit has a very, um, I think the last couple of weeks have been more so a product of them just losing. They lost the Monra last game early. They didn't have Swift still. They're still trying to piece it together. Now they have their guys back, and I think that you're going to see this offense. I actually really, really like uh, – I haven't even looked at the over, but I I will tell you I will most likely like the over because of that angle. So that's not the sniff that you teased? No. Oh, I know. Am I going to be mad? Am I going to be mad about you, it? You, I, the, actually, the over-under is 51. So they're on the – Vegas knows it's going to, most likely going to be a high-scoring game. I still like the over in that game. I think that could be a 34-31 game. Very easily. Yeah, I um, agree. Uh, I still do like Miami, though. I just think they're way too dynamic offensively. I don't, okay, I don't know so we'll disagree there, but I, I, I like the Lions. I'm on the Lions yep. there. Um, next game, the Cardinals go to Minnesota. The 3-4 and four Cardinals go to the 5-1 and one Vikings. Minnesota's giving 3.5. Very slept on at their 5-1, and one, I think. Yeah, well, they're, they're good. And I feel like the Cardinals are one of the most disappointing teams this year. Yeah, well, they're another team that I thought they got. They lost a lot of their guys early. They don't have James Conner this week. He's out, but they have DeAndre Hopkins for the second week. He actually played pretty well. The offense didn't look as good as it was supposed to, but I, I, I can never bet with Kirk Cousins. Every time I, I do, I choose to Kirk Cousins for anything, I end up getting well, burned. It's a one o'clock game. Um, so no I'll, eyes I'll, on I'll, him. I'll, I'll ride with Kirk Cousins. Sure, I'll go Kirk Cousins again. Um, I don't like the Cardinals. They're just like I don't understand why they're not better. Well, that's that's what I get scared off of of this game because I think that any given week the Cardinals just go put up forty five. Yeah, you know, and that's I always have that fear. Like if this was a primetime game, I think if this is a primetime game, I might take the Cardinals with the points. Not even kidding. <laughs> I I might too. Yeah, because uh, Cousins is still he, he hasn't won. Yeah, one, no, right? he's all stinkers too. Yeah, so we're both on the Vikings there. Next game, the two and four Raiders go to the two and five Andy Dolan led Saints. Sorry, I had a brain fart there for a second. Yep, the Saints. Uh, Las Vegas is giving one and a half on the road. Yeah. Um. Man, so speaking of the Cardinals, did you were you watching that Thursday? I think it was Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night last week when Andy Dalton threw two pick sixes in a matter of like twenty seconds yeah. of, of game time. He was really yeah. slinging the ball well. Yeah. So uh, given that, um, I like the Raiders. Um, this is this is kind of a game that they have to win, um, and I, I I think they're a good team. I think they're better than two and four, and I think they're a team that should trounce the Saints. I, I think that the spread should be four and a half, five and a half. Love, so, I love the Raiders this week. Yeah, I uh, love the Raiders this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, New Orleans, sure, the they have a pretty good home field advantage, but there's not much rooting for Andy Dalton, I don't think. No. I will say the, the, the one angle I'll look at the Saints is I think Andy Dalton 
uh, could have a good game against a bad Raiders defense. I, I wouldn't be stunned if Andy Dalton played pretty well in this game um, and they hung in there. But I, I think that the Raiders, they they just the Raiders really just need to like win out kind of to have any hope. So yeah. uh, they need this is like more of a important game for the Raiders than it is the Saints. I think I think the Saints know what they are. They're going to better trade Alvin Kamara. Uh, I think I like the Raiders here. So yeah, Josh Jacobs is running the ball incredibly. Um, Devontae Adams is still Devontae Adams. I feel like it's quiet how good of a season he's, he's having. Yeah, well, he had the whole, like, you know, that whole incident where he pushed that reporter and people thought he was going to get suspended. So yeah. he, it was tough to really, I guess, advertise for the guy. But you're right. Adams has been having a great season thus far. Um, we'll move over to the next game, which the 2-5 and five Steelers uh, travel to Philly, where they play the only undefeated team in the NFL – and I think the only team with no one injured. Yeah, um, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to get to seven and zero. Um, do Do you buy into them maybe being the best team in the NFL or a top three team in the NFL? Do you think this is? I don't want to call it a facade, but do Do you think they're sort of being overrated a little bit because of their record? No, they're they're good. They're they're a good football team. I think yeah. they're legit. Um, I think they, them and the Bills, you can argue with 1A, 1B, in my yeah. opinion. Um, I, and I, I can't believe the, the progress that Jalen Hurts has made. It's incredible. Yeah, well, what I will say is, and again, I kind of spoke about this in the last game where I spoke about Alvin Kamara, but I think that I'm not so high. Like, if I could short a team to win the Super Bowl, like on a bet, I would short the Eagles because I don't think they're there yet. Like, I think... Like, I think they're very good, right? And I think they're going to beat all the, you know, even average teams. But as far as, like, Jalen Hurts and crunch time, like, I'm taking Mahomes. I'm taking Josh Allen. I'm taking all of – I'll give me even, you know, Matt Stafford against uh, against the Eagles and Jalen Hurts in a primetime, like, you know, playoff game. You know what? Does that make sense? It's just the vibe I get from the Eagles. Yeah, I would agree like, with that. Like, they they might finish the season, you know, with, you know, 13 wins and then just get bounced in, like, the, the second round. Mm-hmm. So can I, um, that's my that's my spin on them. Can I guess your sniff? It's not the Steelers. Well, no. Let me. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm asking if I can guess it before we get there. I mean, yeah, this, yes. Don't say it though, because I want the I want it to be a surprise for those not looking at all the rest of the games. All right. Because I know you know it, but and I know you're not happy with it. But <laughs> if, if I'm wild them, for it. I'm wild for it. I'll, let me I'll, put I'll it have that to way. hear. I'll have to hear okay. your explanation. Next game, not the sniff. Titans travel to Houston to play the one four and one Texans. Uh, the Titans are giving two and a half here. I've been on the fence about this game because I think the Texans don't get the credit they deserve. I think no. they're, and I think I made this call earlier in like a previous podcast. I want to say it was like week four, and they got absolutely smoked. But still, I just think that at home, uh, I don't think the Titans are like really anything that special. Um, yes, but we kind of come on here every week when we go around the league and we say, like, well, who do they have? What are the Titans going to do? And then yeah, you're right. they've, been, they've been winning a lot of games. You're right, but, I, I mean, ultimately they 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 have Derrick Henry, and I think that's where their their game starts and ends, right? They have, their receivers, even Traylon Burks, who they drafted, I think is still hurt. Um, who's their number one? Robert Woods? Yeah, probably. You know, nothing, nothing too exciting there, but, again – if they can control the ground game with with uh, Derrick Henry like they usually do, I think they win this game. But I just have a hunch. I kind of like the Texans here. 
Yeah, I, I, I kind of wanted to say Houston too. I mean, if I, when I really can't come up with a decision, I put myself in the position of like, if someone said I had to bet X amount of dollars on this game, which way would I go? And I think I lean Tennessee, but okay. I understand the Texans. I like the Texans. Yeah. Okay, so, so you're officially on the Titans. Yeah. Or the Texans. Okay, so tight. So we're split there. Next game. The Taylor Heineke-led Commanders go to Indianapolis, and he's, what is it, Sam Ellinger, is that his name? Yes. Sam Ellinger's first start, I believe, is that correct? They just drafted him? I probably, I don't know if it's the first time he's he's played, but I do believe it's his first start uh, with Matt Ryan getting benched here. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, Colts are minus three in a, I guess, a rookie's first start. I think that's, that's strange and I, I think agree. I like Washington I like Heineke I like the way that Heineke plays with the commanders I think they're a better team with him and if I'm them when Wentz is ready to come back I'm not so sure that I let him uh, so my opinion and we're in lockstep there I think Taylor Heineke should have been the starter this year you know if everything panned out correctly because they 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 signed Wentz or they traded for him I forget with how they acquired Wentz I think they just signed him well, hey, what was he on a one-year deal in Indianapolis, and they just? Signed I think so. Up? I want to. I, I think so. So, yeah. I, I just thought Heineke was just a better option, and I've been high on Wentz, but I, I'm high on Heineke too. I, I just can go back to that. I think I mentioned it last podcast when we spoke about the Commanders, but that game in the playoffs where he almost beat Brady, and I remember distinctly yeah. he had that long rushing touchdown. I think he to tie the game late or something like that, and then Brady had like the game-winning drive or something. Yeah. But. And when um, Wentz is in there, him. when Wentz is in there, their number one option in Terry McLaurin is nowhere to be found. And then Heineke steps in, and the connection's back. And so, yeah, I like Heineke. I'm surprised that they're underdogs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take them out right, and uh, I like them to win that game. So that leaves us to the 49ers going to the Rams. The 49ers are three and four. Rams are three and three. Rams are plus one and a half. The 49ers are the favorite in this game. Given that the 49ers have won seven straight matchups against the Rams in regular season. How is that possible? That's just, just – you talk about the Jets and Belichick. I think yeah. that's a better scenario or a better example there. Well, especially just with how good the Rams were the last year or two. I don't know. I'm surprised by that. But um, I, I think i like for it to happen again. I mean, McCaffrey is going to be a little more involved here. Um I think at this point, like, Bosa's right up there with an Aaron Donald type. I like the 49ers. I think Debo's out, which is something. Debo is out, and that's that's where I was swayed. I thought that – I'm not sold that Christian McCaffrey is, like, still 100% invested. Not invested, but more so, like, does he know the playbook 100%? I'm not too sold on that yet. I think he still needs a couple more weeks to really understand all the intricacies of the offense. Especially that offense that, you know, they have guys flying all over the backfield all the time. It's a very intricate-looking offense. Um, I think I'm not sold there. Debo's out. And then the Rams are coming off a bye. So, you know, they've been been preparing for this game for two weeks. So, I'm always a fan of that. And they're the home team. I like the Rams here. I think they break it. I just think if they're not going to break it here without, you know, arguably the the 49ers' best player at home off a bye, they're never going to beat them ever again. Yeah, I think you're 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 kind of swaying my opinion a little bit, but you know what? When I make the pick, it is locked in. So I'm gonna ride with the 49ers. That might be a good game. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that one. But nothing more I'm looking forward to oh, than man. the sniff of the week. And uh, I'm just looking at the disgust in Matt's face right now. It just says it all. Packers money line. 
I'm going to take the rest of the show off. <laughs> Packers are plus 340, and I have I have one word for you. One, for everyone listening, not just you. Are you going to say relax? Are you going to do the Aaron Rodgers thing? It's actually, it's actually a, no, it's actually a one word that can go for both sides and does go for both sides of the situation, and that word is do. The Packers are due to play a good football game. And you know what the Bills are? The Bills are due for a stinker. And I think that's what this is. And I, look, am I gonna ch- is my opinion going to change on either of these teams after this week? I don't think so. If that, if that pans out and the Packers win and the Bills lose, I don't think my opinion changes on either of these well, teams. My opinion changes on the Packers a little bit if they were to win a game like this, but certainly not the Bills. I see. I disagree. I think the Packers are. They're. I think they're capable of hanging with the good teams, and I think they'll do it this week. But I don't think that they're. Just like I said about the Eagles, I don't think the Packers are a elite. You know, a ch- real championship contender. No, they have no. They have no one to throw the ball to. They, you would think they would get a trade done at some point here. Yeah. But they. They look. And then Aaron Rodgers after uh, last week's third loss straight talking about how guys are just missing assignments left and right. I just, they're just not very good. Um, but I, I think, I, but I think there's, can't you can't it. get worse. I don't think you can get worse than what they've this done. Is, this is the biggest underdog of the week, by the way. I, well, I guess same as, Oh, as I love that. I love it. I love, I mean, everything about that, honestly, I just can see it now. The Sunday, the, the Monday morning headline is Rogers is back. And, and all the first take, I hear Stephen A's voice right now about, that's a bad man. I, I just I, hear it. I can I can more so picture the headline being Aaron Rodgers to step back behind the podium at Jeopardy. Okay, look, no, I'm, I, going I, I out on a, I'm going out at a whim here. Like, this is a plus 340. This is the biggest underdog in Aaron Rodgers' career. And I think that I am not sold that Aaron. I'm, look, I'm not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan whatsoever, right? Even this year, previous years, I've I've just never been the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan at all. But I just th- I just have a hunch, like I said, that this game I think both of these teams are due and due for different reasons. The Packers aren't even home, and their number one receiver this week is going to be a guy who didn't have a catch last week. Cool. Oh God, that's cool. That's cool with me. Give me the Packers money line. I know it's a hot take business, but let's let's cool it down a little bit. Jesus, Packers money line. I want I want all the praise when it comes back. Uh, yeah, last okay. game of the week, good one actually. The Bengals at the Browns. I don't know where to side here. The Bengals are minus three. Bengals are four and three, and the Browns are two and five. This is a tough one. Jamar Chase out for the for the Bengals. That I that's think evens the playing field a little bit. That's big. I don't think the Bengals' defense is that good, and I think the Browns can run all over the Bengals. Yeah, and they're home. Yeah, the only thing I'll say is I don't think it would be obviously bad for the the Browns to get in a throwing competition with the Bengals, regardless of Jamar Chase or not, because A, they just don't have the weapons, and B, Jacoby Brissett is not the quarterback that Joe Burrow is. No. So kind of like what I said about the Jets, just kind of stick to your game plan as long as you can for the Browns. Run the ball. Dominate time possession. Nick Chubb is 
and Kareem Hunt is probably the best one-two in the league, arguably. Yeah, it's probably the best one in the league without even worrying about the two. Yeah, and Kareem Hunt, there's there's whispers that a lot of teams without running backs want to trade for Kareem Hunt because Kareem Hunt would be a starter on half the teams in the league. Yeah, more than half, maybe. Um, so I feel like the Bengals have been trending upward, and I feel like they could very easily be five and two or six and one, barring a couple plays um, down the stretch of some games. Um, if they're if Jamar Chase was playing, I would I wouldn't be hesitant at all. I would love the Bengals, Same. but with a little bit of hesitation, I'm going to take the Bengals. You have a lot of weird staticky noise going on over there. Oh, I don't. Is that better? Yeah. Oh, maybe my phone was too close. I don't know. I was literally haven't moved my hand in thirty minutes. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Um. All right. So you're on the. You're still on the Bengals. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so you're giving the three. Yep, I actually have it at three and a half here, but yeah, if I could get it at three, that's 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 the bet I think. Okay, so, and what did you? We didn't go over the Thursday night game. I guess this will be the last topic of the pod, but the Ravens go to Tampa Bay and beat the Buccaneers twenty-seven twenty-two. I mean, Brady, what's going on there? Well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get into what's really going on with Brady, especially with the news that came about today. Um, I don't know. I. I I never want to count Tom Brady out. I never want to say I think Tom Brady's done, but I, I think Tom Brady's done. Is this your declaration today, 6.03 p.m., Friday, October 28th, Dunsky? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do it. And it was seven years later than uh, Max Kellerman did it, so I won't <laughs> so, be as wrong as he was. Yeah, unless he well, – in seven years, he'll be 50 years old slinging the rock still. So, yeah. um, All right. Yeah. I think that's a show. A lot covered. No baseball today. Well, what's your pick? There's a World Series game going on tonight. And what's your pick? Um, Not, I want to. Let's do game tonight and series. Well, I don't even know the pitching matchup tonight, if I'm being honest. But it's, it's they've taken a week off. So it's Nola Verlander. Nola and not Wheeler. Yeah, give me give me Houston tonight. You, you know, have you seen the stats about Justin Verlander in the postseason? He's like 0-5 no, in his last five with like a five ERA or something like that. Yeah, I, I saw the Trump tweet. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Oh, yes, I did, actually. Yes, yeah, I did. Ago. Um, so you yeah, like no, the, you I, like the I Astros still, tonight? I, I still like the Astros, and I think I like the Astros in six, I think. But but Philly's hot right now, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised if if Philly finds a way to win a series like this. I really wouldn't be. The, the Astros won 19 more games than the Phillies this year. I didn't yeah. even, like, put that into perspective. That's kind of crazy. In terms of their regular seasons, the Phillies were the worst team in the postseason this year, and here they are. So so you say Astros tonight, Astros in six. I think so, yeah. I, too, will go Astros in six, and I like the Astros tonight as well. I'm not going to veer away from that. I just think they're the better team. I think the, the Phillies maybe win a wheeler start. And maybe if he pitches again, they win again. Or maybe they'll go one Wheeler win, one Nola win, and then that's going to be the only wins they get. I think. Yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna watch a lot of this or? No. Well, I unfortunately cannot watch tonight. Um, but I'll I'll watch if I'm you know. Yeah. I'm not that dialed in. I don't. I just don't like watching the Astro. Like after yeah. the Yankee season ends, I'm like I'm good. Like I'm in tune with all of the MLB when the Yankees are playing and it matters. But as soon as the Yankees are out, I'm kind of tuned out. Like you know, I'll watch. I'll watch if it's on or if nothing else is on. But like you know, if a Monday if that Monday night football game, I'll probably watch over that game. Yeah. So just emotionally, as a Yankee fan, would you rather see Houston lose because you hate them, 
or would you rather them win so you could say, listen, they were they were just better than the Yankees? Uh, no, I'm re- I'm rooting for Philly for a couple of reasons. One, I just think there's a lot of like Yankee blood over there, like Rob Thompson, former Yankee. They, I feel like they they just got off Joe Girardi. I just feel like they're very. They always like seem to trade with the Yankees and like they. I don't know. I just feel like that's how. There's got. I, I'm definitely missing people that are also on the staff that are from the Yankees. But <laughs> is Torres David Robertson there? actually David Robertson on the roster playing and is was also on the 2009 Yankees that beat the Phillies in 2009, yeah. the last time they went to the World Series. So that's pretty cool. Is Ronald um, Torres still over there? I think so. I don't know if he's on the playoff roster. Probably, but he's probably definitely, not. I think he is. Oh, no, you mean on the playoff on the roster. roster? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, 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 um, Yeah, you know what? I think this is going to be a tease, but my the next Can I Get a Minute is going to be about 8.03 p.m. start time, 8.07 p.m. start time, uh, 1.14 kickoff. Yeah, I Dude, agree. But 1 o'clock, 1.30, please, yep. 7 o'clock, 7.30. Yep. Seven. I think every Yankee game started at seven thirty-seven. Why? Why? Tell me why. <laughs> yeah. No, I know it makes no sense. Zero. Um, like, there's that seven-minute buffer that they just like. Like, there's a TV show on at seven to seven thirty, and then like the game doesn't start till seven thirty-seven. Like, just say it starts at seven thirty. Like, we all know it's going to be late, especially in like postseason games. Yeah. Like, whatever. For another episode. Yep. Uh, there's going to be baseball to talk about. Listen, as soon as the World Series ends, the Aaron Judge of it all is going to start to heat up, as well as the Jacob DeGrom of it all. So um, there's certainly still going to be baseball to talk after this series ends. And you never know who's what, what manager gets fired. Uh, the Yankees will most likely have a press conference probably next week where they always come out with some bombshell, you know, so-and-so is getting surgery. So-and-so is hurt all year. You know, the, Nestor came out with a groin injury. Maybe Nestor has to get surgery this offseason. He is going to miss the first two months of the post uh, the regular season next year. Don't I mean, you that, just don't never know. that into the universe. But, hey, look, I'm just – my point is, in relation to the podcast, usually a lot of news comes out of that press conference. So if you're yep. a, a devout Yankee fan looking for Yankee news, stay tuned because at least next week we're probably going to have some big Yankee news. Yep. Anything else? And, and Met news. I mean, do you know? Have you heard anything about Met press conference? Because I know every team does it. No, I haven't. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll I think I, I'm pretty sure the Yankees is going to be like mid next week at some point. So we'll have you updated on all that. You guys can come applaud me on Instagram uh, when the Packers oh win on Sunday night. Uh, don't please don't forget to do that. Matt's you, advocating for that as well. You can't you just don't see it right actually now. Actually, think that's going to happen, right? You're just. Packers money line. This is a free money show. So if you're listening to this right now, we just gave you all free money. A little bit more with the Packers money line. So how about this? Are you going to bet that with your own money? Yeah, I'll do it. No, on, you're you want me to do it on camera? Okay. You're not gonna. You're not going to do it. I'm going to do it on camera right now. So we're going to hold this gonna outro do? for three seconds. Are you going to buy a bunch of points? No, I'm going to put the money line. I'll even. I'll. I'm going to bet it right now on camera. Right. We're we're on camera. This is riveting, riveting audio riveting, right here. Yeah, just just oh, it, to me. Hold on, head. it's plus three ninety right now. How about oh, that? Man. So we're gonna throw undisclosed amount, <laughs> four figures. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely two dollars and fifty cents. Can we confirm this is a Packers ML bet? That is a Packers ML bet, and there are. Uh, people a lot of zeros. Thank you. There are a people lot who could have used that money. <laughs> a lot, a lot of zeros to... in that bet. So, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Um, look, we appreciate you greatly. We were just talking this week how 
much the podcast has grown so far. Um, I mean, we got to we we're happy with one listener. So the fact that we have almost 200 now, 200 people following us on Instagram, uh, I haven't even delved into any of the numbers as far as the podcast numbers are concerned on Spotify or any of the platforms. But we appreciate all of the listeners. Everyone keep reaching out to us, interact with our stuff. Um, And as always, thanks for listening.